Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast, episode 13. We're going idol worship, not I-D-O-L, but I-D-L-E. Yeah, play on words right there. Yeah, that'll be the title too, idol worship. Yeah, I don't know what kind of grammar that is. I didn't do too well in school, but I know there's something like a synonym or whatever. I don't know. There's going to be somebody that's grammatical that can answer what that is. Grammatical? I don't know, whatever, dude. I don't know. So... Coming back to last week, Time to Man Up Part 2. We got a comment on YouTube, and um, it was actually pretty insightful. So I'm going to read it real quick. It's from Snapping Jesus. Hypermasculinity becomes a way to compensate, especially since the unspoken truth is that Christian men are required to have a personal, loving relationship with a male deity and surrender their will to a male-dominated authoritarian church. Submission to church authority, after all, is a potent form of emasculation. The domination men are encouraged to practice in the home over women and children becomes a reflection of of the domination they are taught to endure outside the home. So I'm not going to lie. When I first read that, I was like, I don't even know what this person is talking about. There's a lot of big words in there. Yeah. But um, basically that person saying that, you know, where we get, we have to submit all the time in life outside the home as men. And that submission kind of builds up, that domination inside of us, the dominance that we want to have. And we go home and we take it out on our wife and kids. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, anytime that you start bringing masculinity, I knew that I had a feeling it was probably going to come some, somewhere somehow. You know what I mean? It was going to come where it's talking about, you know, uh, toxic masculinity and all that other stuff. Um, you know, a few things that, that this person said, um, Hey, I don't know if they listened to the whole podcast. You know, I, I I did reach out to them and, and and did write them back and and did say, well, you know, I I mentioned in some of the in both of those episodes, like if you're ruling with an iron fist, like you're wrong, like that is not the way to rule. You know what I mean? And hey, there's no doubt that there has been a lot of damage done to families because of the way that it's like you're supposed to submit to your husband. And I know I was listening to a focus on the family one time where it was like, there was a wife that was having a hard time in her home and she went to church leadership and their church leadership was like, well, you need to submit to your husband. It's like, no, like that's, that's wrong. So there, so no doubt, whatever this person's coming from, you know, um, there is a lot that has been uh, done, a lot of wrong that has been done, you know, but some things right here, like, uh, you know, you have, um, what does it say? Uh, we are supposed to have a personal relationship with a male deity and surrender all the will to male-dominated authority, uh, authority, what was it? Authority church, right? And it's like, well, yes, God is the Father, but He's not male in the sense like a man, right. you know what I mean? So there's uh, anthropomorphic forms of God where it's like, big we're, tr- I know big words, <laughs> you'll learn it in school of ministry, um, you know, where they're trying to give God these humanistic attributes. So that how can we, you know, he's not mom, you know, right. but he is, he's like a father, you know, and, and the perfect illustration of what a father should be and what that looks like, you know. And then, yeah, you know, you get people that, that come in and they start pulling things and, and trying to do certain things, you know, because they're male and they have, you know, a toxic way of, of being. So, of course, it's going to like, that stuff's going to run off. That's why it's important for us to like have, you know, even talking about time to man up, you know, what were we trying to say? Like, hey, what does the Bible say about being a man? It wasn't about going and ruling that, you know, if that's what you got out of those episodes, either we did a, a, a real poor job communicating that or um, or maybe you weren't paying attention. Right. Maybe they, they sh- the person didn't watch it all the way through. We don't know. But yeah. at the end of the day, we weren't we weren't trying to present from the church either. Yeah. We were having a conversation about what, like you said, what scriptures say the men. Yeah, to be a man. To, how yeah. it is to be a man. Um, you mentioned something that's going to, we're going to, how we're going to break into this episode. You mentioned school and ministry. <laughs> and it's going to, it's going to fit into the episode, I'm sure. Uh, so this week at school of ministry, um, one of the questions came up in soteriology, another big word for what is that? The study of salvation. Study of salvation. Yeah. So the question was, can you lose your salvation? Hmm. 
<laughs> I don't know, Steve. Can you lose it's your a, salvation? How about you answer that? <laughs> so, I mean, I think, and I'm I'm going to defend myself a little bit in the idea of what I was looking at. I was looking at it from the point of view that you can't lose it, but you could reject it, mm-hmm. right? And I was looking through scripture, and it was just me and one other person in the class that kind of felt that way. However, the rest of the class was dead set against me. And I, I don't want, I don't like the idea that I could reject my salvation or lose my salvation, but I felt like a lot of people's points of view, nobody was giving me real scripture to say like, Hey, this is what it says. And, um, their points of view were based in emotion because nobody wants to think that they could lose their salvation or reject their salvation. So we had a little bickering match in school and ministry, but it got me like, it lit me up. Right. So I went home and I mean, I texted you at like probably midnight and um, I was in the scriptures and I was texting Will about it and just digging in. And man, Bobby, like when I ask you a question like that, like give me a little bit more. Like, so, so everybody knows I'm like, Hey Bobby, you up? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, can I ask you a question real quick? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, can you lose your salvation? He's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. You sound like everybody else in the class, Bobby. Like, give me some scriptural reference. And he did. He gave me some. Um, and um, for me, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, my God is so powerful, right? Like, he's all powerful. He can do anything he wants. And I'm just a weak sinner, right? So long story short, the scripture that I came to that's sealed it for me, if you will, <laughs> um, is John six twenty seven. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And that's from Jesus, right? So God the Father has set his seal on me. Who am I to be like, yeah, I can reject it. I can pull that seal off. No, that's God's seal. I'm not strong enough to do that. So that was Monday night. So Wednesday, I had to go back in and apologize. Yeah, like because you don't want to be hyper You don't want to be hyper masculine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did not want to be hyper masculine because I'm like you, you. All you women and your emotions are getting in the way of scripture, you know. But no, and and that wasn't my thought process in it at all. But I wanted like a legitimate answer. And Benny, if you're listening, man, don't leave me with like. I, I had, we still haven't had the classes. I've been like gone back to that class yet. So Benny doesn't know where I'm at. <laughs> he knows where you're at. And, I, and I more know. than anything else, I guarantee he, you that guy, he's, he's probably leading you in somewhere. That's yeah, why he was kind of like he, baiting you. Yeah. He wasn't going to give me the answer, but man, I needed an answer <laughs> that night. Like I was up until like one o'clock in the morning looking that stuff up. Um, so, yeah, but you know, that's a serious thing, man. Cause I know like, uh, uh, so in October, not obviously this October, but next October is when I'll teach, um, uh, the study of the Holy Spirit, pneumatology. And uh, we got into it. I remember the last class, you know, two years ago, we we got into that. And that was a big question. And one of the one of the students in the class was like, you know, I I just have a hard time because I grew up in a legalistic um, church. And it was like, they made you feel like you could lose your salvation. And, and you know, it's a big, it is a big topic, but there you go. The seal, that, and that's the most important thing, right? You get sealed by the Holy Spirit. The yeah. Holy Spirit is the one that seals us. And it's, you know, it's in reference, that whole language is in reference to Noah, when God seals the ark. It's not Noah that seals the ark, it's God that seals the ark. So, you know, who kept them protected in there? It was the Lord, Right. you know? And just talking about that, and I think a lot of people, I mean, of course, that's always the scary thing. Like, if we feel like every time we sin, it's like, oh, see, because we guilt ourselves, right? right? We we are in our own minds. And um, well, that was one of the biggest things was, you know, it's, of course, I was talking to everybody that would listen, right? So I talked to my wife and like, I asked her, hey, babe, can you lose your salvation? And she's like, well, I want to say no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, but. Um, for me, as you know, in my worldly mind, I don't really understand unconditional love sure. to the point like what God does for us, right? And she was like, she's like, so I know there's that unconditional love, so I want to say no. And then, of course, I'm like, but what about this? The scripture says this. And she was like, okay. <laughs> you know, one of the things you brought up too with that you were questioning, you know, you were talking about the children in, in, the children of Israel, right? right? Wandering in the wilderness and you're like, well, look at how many, only two of them are the ones that made it into the promised land. But like, that, but that wasn't their salvation. What was their salvation? 
Being with God. Well, coming out of Egypt. Oh, yeah. Right? That was the salvation. That was the saving grace. You know what I mean? That was that was when it was. So it's not like, he's like, all right, go back to Egypt. You know what I mean? Right. They weren't able to enter in the promised land, but their salvation was there. He kept them there. And then, and then even think about that. Like, how many times did God talk to Moses and was, and was like, hey, I'm just going to destroy the people and we're going to start over with you. And Moses is like, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's not do that one. Right. You know, and he's like, he, and he even said, Moses is even telling God, like, look at, look at what's going to happen. If you do that, you brought them out of Egypt, right? And you couldn't take care of them in the wilderness. Like, that's going to make you look bad. And like, I don't want you to look bad, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense. So it's like, their salvation was there. Their salvation was coming out of Egypt. Well, with that story, it goes right back into your teaching, which I think is where we're going with this, right? The whole idol worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that idol worship where... You know, they come out of Israel. They were there when they were there for the plagues. They were there Mm -hmm. for the Passover. They were there for the parting of the Red Sea and the Egyptian army being destroyed. And then they get the manna, they get the water, they get everything, right? God provided everything for them. He like, there should have been no doubt in their mind. And then they disqualify themselves or bench themselves. That's what I, I, that's how I like to look at it. Like I'm still on the team. I'm just riding the bench over here. Right. Like Mm -hmm. they disqualify themselves. They bench themselves and, um, don't get to go into the promised land, but that doesn't mean they aren't saved. And I think that's what, um, when I was listening to your message last week, when you taught was like, it made perfect, that made perfect sense to me, but when I got into that salvation thing, it was, you know, I want a scriptural reference, like sure. show me how, like, I can't lose it. But, sure. um, so for all of my school ministry class, again, I apologize. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but let's get into that idol worship. I'm sure you got something. Where so, we? you know, obviously we were, we were talking about this and, and where we were going to go. And yeah, I think the, the teaching from last week, you know, kind of bringing that up and how Paul's saying, Hey, you know what? I run to win. Like we're in a race. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And he's he's bringing up, you know, he's talking to the Corinthian church. But what was really going in my mind as we were talking about about doing this was about uh, was in Revelation in uh, chapter three when uh, Jesus is addressing the church at Laodicea, and, and Jesus says in chapter three verse fifteen, he says, "I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water." neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And some of the translations say even vomit you out of my mouth. Uh, you say I'm rich, I have everything I want, I don't need anything, and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire, then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness and ointment for your eyes so that you will be able to see I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. You know, and just talking about that whole concept, it's like, you know, how does Jesus feel about idol worship you know these people were thinking that they were good like hey we're we're good look at this and here's the big thing that so the whole thing when we were going through the teaching from last week when paul was addressing the corinthian believers and he's giving this comparison in in first corinthians chapter 10 he's making the illustration between the israelites like hey look they were saved they got out of egypt god was with them he blessed them they had manna they had you know the cloud and the pillar of fire by night they had all these things just and just in the same reference as us he's like hey look they they ate of you know the spiritual food which would have been the manna they ate they drank from the spiritual drink from the spiritual rock you know that god had provided for them and and all those things were in reference to, you know, the Israelites and what they went through. And then what we have, you know, with Jesus, just like we have communion, we eat of the same spiritual food, you know? So it's like, you know, how many times do people think like, hey, and I knew this growing up in, you know, growing up as Catholic and just, all right, well, we have communion. And, you know, as Catholic, I was led to believe that, hey, you were baptized as a baby, so you're good. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, no matter what decisions in life you make, guess what? Since you were baptized as a baby, you're going to go to heaven. And that's the way I was raised to believe, you know? And then it's like, okay, well, now you, you know, you have to take Holy Communion. So if you take Holy Communion, then, you know, you're good also. And that just demonstrates. And and in a sense, it's like, yeah, but you're not. Because look at, look at what Jesus is saying right here. Like, dude, you're lukewarm. You're 
not hot and you're not cold. Like you're not so far away from me where it's like, hey, you can tell that, you know what I mean? Or you're not on fire for me either. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, dude, that's like, and he's making that whole illustration in Revelation where it's like, dude, that's horrible. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I don't remember the scripture, but you know, you're going to know by your fruit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that is what, if you're not producing fruit for the kingdom, mm-hmm. for for God, for Jesus, if you're not producing that fruit, then you're lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you're not doing what you should be doing. And that's what, um, and like you said last week, like, you know, we're not, this podcast is for us to, to reach people, but the church is the opportunity. The fellowship is the opportunity for you to get that training that you need when you face the real world. The things that you face within the fellowship is going to be the things that you, that you're going to face in the real world that you're going to be able to show yourself, um, as a believer. And you're going to be able to provide that fruit, that evidence of that. Yeah, you know, and, and and Jesus says I was looking for it right now, you know, where he's like, hey, a good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. You know what I mean? And it's like, so I think maybe some of the things that we can address is like, how can we identify idol worship? So, you know, it's funny because I was talking to the the kids before I was leaving. They're like, hey, what's the podcast going to be on? And we're like, idol worship, you know, like like idols or, you know, it's like, no, like idling like a car, right? Like a car's turned on, you know, but what does it do when it's when it's just turned on and in park? It's not going anywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? It's on, you know, but but think about that. Like it's on. And then if you leave a car on, what's it going to do? It's going to waste gas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right now, gas is $3.03 <laughs> right we now. We don't want to get into the political stuff. <laughs> I mean, like we're already like walking that fine line with like talking about our faith. Let's not get into political stuff. But anyways, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So right now, you know, and, and it's like, Think of what you're doing. You're just you're just exhausting. You know what I mean. And and spending energy, spending resource that could be going somewhere else or can be used for something. Right. You know. And you're just idling. You're just you know. You're not doing anything. And you know. And my boys has got a jujitsu tournament coming up tomorrow. And you know, I was just talking about that. Like guys, like it, it's the same thing that that you know your instructor's telling you at jujitsu. Like if you're here, you need to be focused. Like you need to be giving it your all. Like why are you why even show up if you're just going to kind of go through the motions. Like you're wasting your time and not even that you're wasting your partner, your training partner's time. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, Hey, if you're a lousy training partner, your partner is not going to get better. And then when they go to the tournament, they're going to get beat. And it's because you were a lousy partner. You know what I mean? Yeah, and causing so, our, causing our brethren to stumble. And there you go. You know what I mean? And it's like, Hey, they're watching and, and going back to, you know, where we are in a society or even where Jesus was attacking the Pharisees back in his day, or, you know, when, when the prophets were in, uh, you know, called to call out the religious leaders of their day, it's the same thing. It's like, man, you're, you're like going through the motions and your security is in the sense of, of you, what you're doing. Right. Right. It's not about what God recognizes, you know, and we were reading before we even started, we were reading Isaiah 60, no, is it, what was it? Isaiah 58, I think it was. Yeah. Isaiah 58. And, you know, the God is, you know, through Isaiah is telling the people like, hey, you're fasting, but look at how you're fasting. Like, you're not fasting for me. You're fasting for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, what are some what are some indicators for us? Like, how, how do I know, like, I'm idling and worshiping, like, idling in my well, worship? I think um, a lot of it has to do with, like you just said, what, a, what is it? Um, why are you doing it? Right? Like, I talked about it last week, like, when I'm saying, like, do it. Go out, like, don't just, don't just tell your family, Hey, we're going to start reading our Bibles. We're going to start listening to worship, do it and let them see it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but don't do it, let them see it, but don't do it like where you wake everybody up and they're like, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Right. Or, um, one of, okay, here we go. One of my biggest pet peeves is like these people, they're doing good things like on social media, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, here's this homeless guy. He doesn't know it, but I'm going to give him a thousand dollars or whatever. And, but let me record it the whole time. Mm-hmm. What are you glorifying in that yeah. moment? You're glorifying yourself. You're not doing it for anything else other than for people to see what, look at what I did, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
why do you need to record that? Like that takes away from the whole thing. And those people don't, you don't even know if they want to be recorded, right? Like half the time, I don't know if these guys are asking them, but I doubt they are, you know, Hey, let me record this and let's do something for this guy so we can put it on TikTok. Oh, they're probably in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, so what are you doing? Like if you're doing it so that somebody recognizes it, somebody on this earth, somebody of this world, right? Like, Mm -hmm then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, dude. And you know, and I think, man, I hate calling people out. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it just happens. It's ministry, dude. You know what I mean? I, you see people like one of the things, you know, in in most churches that they, that they should have. I know we have it and we're not dogmatic about it, but you know, it's like, hey, one of the things, if you are, um, if you're serving in church, you need to be attending a service. Mm-hmm. Dude, and there's, unfortunately, there's, a handful of people that you don't ever see them in service, but you see them serving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And honestly, man, it's like, that's idol worship. Because everything comes, every, you know, this is something that we try to teach the kids, right? Everything comes in from worship. You know what right. I mean? Like everything, you know, even like think about as you get ready, like what do we do before service starts? We have worship, mm-hmm. you know? Now worship is obviously anything that we're giving attention. So like if anybody's listening, like, well, what would you talk about worship? You know what I mean? Like it's anything that you are giving reverence to. You're, you're like setting aside time and attention for whatever it is. So what do you worship? You know what I mean? Like it plays out in your life. Like if I were to look at your bank account, I can tell what you worship. If I were to look at your calendar, I could tell what you worship. You know, if I looked at your your phone, you know what I mean? Whether it would be YouTube or search history or whatever, you can tell what somebody's worshiping. Like you just get those different things in your life and then, and see where it is. You know what I mean? And, and it's like what you spend your time on, you know what I mean? What you spend your money on um, is going to, is going to give you an idea of what it is that you worship. Right. You know, and if somebody's like, yeah, I want to serve in the church and I want to do this stuff and I want to look, you know, the part and I want to help out because they need help, but I'm not going to go into 10 service. Like, what's the point? Right. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I constantly tell the the, the children's ministry teachers. It's like, um, you know, you can't give what you don't have. You know, and I think we've talked about it in the podcast too. You know what I mean? Like, you can't give to others what you don't have yourself, you know? And that's why you need to come into to, to service. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the... You're like, there's no way that God is going to agree with everything that's going on in your life right now. It's just not, yeah. you know what I mean? And if it is, then you're not worshiping the, the one true living God. You know what I mean? Like I get, I come to service and it's like, all right, dude, like, thank you for getting me readjusted, getting me realigned to focus on what I need to be focused on. You know what I mean? And that's why we have, you know, a community of believers Why you're like, you're saying, you know what I mean? In a sense, like it's a team effort and this is where we're getting our training. Cause ultimately, how am I going to live my life outside of these walls? You know what I mean? And if they see, like, if I'm kind of like not even showing up to service, I don't really have the message in me, chances are I'm probably living a compromised life. You know what I mean? Right. And there's values that are compromised. There's things that are going on in my family that's compromised, you know? And and it's hard, man. And like, you know, Paul talks about this thing where uh, he talks about it in Second Corinthians, I think it's five, Second Corinthians 13, I think it is, where he's like, hey, examine yourself. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's something that we should be constantly looking at and, and wondering like, where are we at? You know, like I know, I mean, it's it's going to sound super dumb, you know what I mean? And silly, but you know, uh, like I remember I was, you know, I get coffee, you know, constantly and I was putting cream in my coffee because it tastes good. But I also work out and go to the gym and I noticed like, man, I'm getting a little bit flabby here. Like what the heck's going <laughs> on? You know what I mean? And I'm like trying to like dial things out because it's like, I want to pay attention to those things because what's the point in me going and working out and doing things, you know, if if it's all going to go to nothing, right. you know? And it's like, oh, well, guess what? I'm like, dude, I'm getting, you know, and and I guess, you know, having cream in your coffee is like a keto thing and I'm not keto. So if you start doing that, like, and you eat sugar and all this other stuff and you're still eating carbs, like it's like even worse for you. So I had to cut the cream out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and like I said, like, it's something silly and dumb, but you know, it's like, it's the same thing in our life. Like, hey, if you're mad at home all the time, like just about this, what this person was talking about, hyper-masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Hey, check it out. Those people that are that are acting like that, those men that are acting like that in that family or in that household or, or, or in a church, they don't have the word of God penetrating their heart. They're going through the motions. They, they have idol worship going on, right. you know what I mean? Because it's not played out. Like if you're really truly, like I remember my neighbor that led me to the Lord, there was no doubt there was this presence of the Holy Spirit with him. Like legit, you heard my wife talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it was freaky. Like he just had this peace, like you said, with, with me and Deanna, you know what I mean? Like you get around people like that, it's contagious. Yeah. Why isn't the church like that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're idle. 
that's why the church is like that. Like, I mean, the I think that some people. I mean, it goes. There's so many different things, right? Like, I was raised in the church, so this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We go every Sunday at to nine o'clock service, and then we go about our lives. And I think that um, so many people just allow. I mean, it's comfort, right? It's uncomfortable when you start changing. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, like that's what it comes down to. Like it's, you get into your routine, you get into your comfort zone and you're just like, let's coast this. Right. Like, so maybe it should be coasting worship. Right. Like, (laughs) but like, like, let's just coast, let's just go with it. Let's not cause any, any ripples. And like, uh, even right now, right. Like you were just like, man, I hate calling people out. Like, but like, that's what, as a man, that's what the Bible tells us to do, right? Like we should be doing that stuff and it's hard. It is to get, break that comfort zone and and do what you know is right as opposed to, uh, let's compromise and I'll just keep coasting. Yeah. And, and, well, and it's funny because you, you bring up the word coast and in Hebrews it talks about drifting. You know what I mean? Right yeah. there, we're like, if you're coasting, I'm not going to cause any ripples. I'm not going to cause any of this. Dude, because we want comfort. Comfort. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, dude, I re- if you read the Old old or New Testament, anybody that was following after God is going to face opposition. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? And it's like, even this podcast, like, you know, we're, we're grateful for everybody that's listening and, and we're able to see, you know, some analytics of, of people that are tuning in and listening and we get those things. You know what I mean? But if nobody listens... You know, what what did we pray right before we started, we hit record? It was like, hey, the prophets didn't get any responses. Right. You know what I mean? And they didn't. And it's like, hey, just let this be out of obedience. Like, this was something that God had really, you know, tugged at me. God was tugging at you that you needed to be more involved and that you wanted to do more things. And it was like, all right, this is the, you know, hey, all right, Lord, if this is what you're doing, then this is on you. And we're just going to put one foot in front of the other and we're going to let you lead us, right. whatever it looks like. You know what I mean? Even if it doesn't reach a, per- a single person, like we're just being obedient. Yeah, we're, we're just like, going to be hey, obedient. Yeah, go. regardless. Yeah, because guess what? That's exactly what happened with, hey, well, it's much easier for us to just hit record and not hear anything as opposed to the prophets and all the stuff that they got, yeah. you know what I mean, that yeah. they had to face and endure. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was Thursday night when we were going through John and youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up something about like the way uh, we treat others, right? Like, I mean, ultimately, and I know um, for Colossians, Pastor Pat hit on it, you know, like uh, faith, love, and hope, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. because of our faith, we love and we have hope, the mm-hmm. desire, you know, the hope in what we are eternal salvation, mm-hmm. right? Like faith, hope, and love. Like, so because of your faith, your fruit is love and then we get the reassurance of um, hope mm-hmm. in our salvation. But so we should, the way we treat people is what it comes down to. Right. And um, you mentioned something, man, I can't remember right now, <laughs> but it was basically, um, you know, you don't know the people that you interact with. You don't know uh, how you're going when you're going to run into them again, mm-hmm. right? And how oh, yeah. that how that's going to be, right? So you might have a, a, a an encounter with somebody outside of church uh, that that might be the the person coming to teach Sunday night here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, you don't sure. you don't know, like, sure. and so you don't ever know how that's going to play out. And on top of that, like in my life personally, I've found out that like the way I treat people is always going to come back. Right. Like it's always and I'm not saying karma, but what I'm saying is like, for instance, at work previously, I was a police officer. I did not like my supervisor at all. Like he was the main reason why I wanted to leave that job. Um, there was a lot of other reasons, but the the part that made it unbearable for me was that supervisor. Guess who started working with me this week? Oh, gosh. Right. That guy is now a coworker of mine. And. Bobby, when I tell you, like, people walk in, like, other employees, they knew of him, right? And there was a, there's another guy that I work with who is not a Christian, and he is, like, he does not like him. And we go, but when he started working, the entire environment changed. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the people made their opinions based off of how me and the other guy felt, right? Like, so... um, it makes it difficult. And God's like, here you go, Steve. Like, 
that's the reason why you left. That's what you want to say. All right, here you go. Like, you know, and, um, and it's been, it's been, uh, testing and trying. Um, and Will is another coworker of mine and thank God he's there. Right. Because him and I like, it's just like, all right, Hey, I'm going to go in my office. I'm going to turn on some Christian music and I'm just going to get in the right headspace, the right heart space to be what God wants. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'm like, well, you need to go in your office and do it now because you're getting a little amped up, you know? And like, we have little things that we tell each other, like, Hey, unclench your fists. Cause it was a devotion that he, that Will had read and talks about like, you can't, God can't take you by the hand if your fin- if your fists, fists are, are clenched, clenched uh-huh. right? So I'm like, he got Will got a little worked up, and I was like, hey, unclench your fists, and he was like, oh, thank yeah. you, you know, like, and that's the thing, like, without having, I mean, it would be way more difficult by ourselves, right? But now here we are, like, going through this, and it's like, but we, like, it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Number one, right? Like, makes work. I mean, my work, my, I love my new job, but it still makes it a little more. Yeah. Uh, challenging. Yeah. Challenging now. And when for four months I didn't have any issues, I was just like coasting through <laughs> life, right? Like coasting through my job. Like, here we go. Let me, and, uh, I think it's important that people realize like, Hey, and, and I was not nice to that guy. Like I told him exactly how I felt about him. Work-wise, I never attacked him personally, yeah. but like work-wise. And um, now I'm sitting here like, man, I wish I would have handled that a little bit different, you know, instead of just telling him like, hey, let me show you, you know, like, hey, you're wrong in this. You're wrong in that. You're not doing this. Let me show you what I what I think sure. you should be doing, right? Like, and now here I am like, man, I'm just going to go in my office and close the door. But that's not what God wants me to do. Yeah. Not at all. Right. So, um, yeah, because now you have the opportunity to really truly minister to him. You know what I mean? And I think, I think you can, here we go. You know what I mean? If you look back at your, your old job when you were working with him, how was your walk? Oh, it was not good. I mean, I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was still doing school and ministry. I was praying. But like I said, I, I was that guy that was like that lemon juice faced mm-hmm. Christian. Like that's what a Christian is. I don't want to be that, right? Yeah. Like, so there, I mean, so there you go. Like that outpouring of the spirit wasn't, I mean, yeah. we're, if we look at the fruit, if we're going to, if we're going to call it as fruit. Right. There was no way he knew yeah. that I was a Christian. No and way. that's, yeah. So, I mean, so of course how your attitude is going to be, you know what I mean? And then, and then, uh, you know, I, I could probably bet at home, it your was, home was not good. Yeah. Well, if you ask my wife, it was great because now I have nothing to complain about. So we don't talk as much. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Now it's, your focus is on somebody else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, you look at those things and it's like, Hey man, like when you're going through those things, you know, it, you, we're still going to have adversity. I mean, Jesus promises that adversity. He yeah. promises persecution. He, I mean, all those things, you know, but how you go through that is really the determining uh, factor of, are you filled with the spirit? You know, we, uh, we've given the illustration, I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast, but you know, like if we had cups on the table, you know, and breaking the fourth wall, if they were able to see, you know what I mean? But depending on whatever's in it, you're only going to be able to see what's in the cup if it, if it ends up pouring out, right? Whether right. I tip it over or somebody bumps the table, you know what I mean? Like, think about that. So like, let's say we're driving in a car together, you know, and we end up taking a real sharp turn and stuff starts coming out of the cup. Hey, you know, you're, you're going through something because you're getting bumped. There's something that's going on. You know what I mean? Not, not cause it's, you're not, not while you're coasting, you right. know what I mean? Not when things are easy, nothing's going to come out of there. But when you hit a bump or something com- happens, you know what I mean? It's going to come out. Now what's going to come out? Is it going to be filled with the spirit, love, pace, patience, you know, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, all those other things, or is it not? Or is it going to be works of the flesh? You know, right. is that what's pouring out of that cup? And so those, those times like are indicators for us as we're going through those things. You know what I mean? You want to talk about somebody going through a bad marriage. I mean, you know, Deanna was on here talking about our marriage. And then when she changed, when I was being super difficult because my life hadn't changed yet, you know what I mean? Guess what? She was still giving me, she wasn't, um, she wasn't fighting evil with evil. You know what I mean? Right. She was, she wasn't overcome by evil. She was overcome by good. You know what I mean? And that's what she was giving me. You know what I mean? Uh, a gentle answer turns away wrath. You know, that's what she was giving me in those senses. You know what I mean? And it made a difference in our marriage because it was coming out when I was not being right. 
And she was showing me and giving me that light of wanting and desiring something better, you right. know? And just like we were talking with the kids on on Thursday, right? You know, with one of the kids where they were like, hey, man, like somebody's like attacking me because I'm not supporting this lifestyle that people are doing. Like, I'm not speaking out against it. I'm not, I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying like, I'm not in support of that, like that I don't choose to live that life. And because I don't choose to live that life, all of a sudden now I am this horrible person, you know? Right. And it's like, how am I supposed to navigate that? How am I supposed to, you know, like handle work in those senses? And it's like, look, you you need to just keep quiet in that, in that you don't have to retaliate. You don't need to defend yourself, you know, be like, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, like I, I think you're a great person. I think you're whatever, you know what I mean? And be gentle to them and serve them, help them out at work. And show them love. Yeah. Show them love. You know what I mean? When somebody's, you know, when they're like crazy with orders or doing whatever, like help them out specifically, because then, then they're going to see that fruit in your life, regardless of whatever it is that you say, because of the way that they've treated you. But the moment that you start saying and start spouting out and start trying to defend yourself, any action that you give towards them is going to be shut down. Right. It's not coming from your strength. Yeah, it's not coming from your strength. You know what I mean? And you had mentioned one time, sorry to call you out like this, but Uh here we go. go. (laughs) You had said one time where it's like, hey, man, I know at work, like people didn't know that I was a believer. Like I'd get around the work environment and I was, and this was at your old job, right? Mm -hmm. You'd get in that thing and you'd just interact with. I was a chameleon. That's what I called it. I was being a chameleon. Whatever environment I was in, I would mutate and be like, here we go. You want me to be one of the guys? You want me to be, what do you want me to be? I'll do it. And instead of being who I should have been, um, I came in there just like, okay, let me, let me fit in. I don't want, I don't want people to ostracize me, criticize me, question, let me just fit in Mm -hmm. with, and I think, I mean, I know it probably goes a lot deeper, but I think the army teaches you that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. the Marine Corps does too. Like you don't want to make waves, mm-hmm. like don't get that drill sergeant's eyes on you, right? Like whatever yeah. you got to do to fit in, to conform, because that's what the military is about, like con- changing you to conform to their way of life. Right. But I think that, um, I was definitely, there would have been like, people were surprised when I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to school in ministry. Like once I found out they were a Christian and I would talk to them, right. Instead of just being a Christian and letting people come to me, I was like, are you a Christian? Like, (laughs) you know, it was like, no, like it was, I was not, I wouldn't say I was ashamed of it, but I was worried about what the world my work environment was going to think. You know, and I wonder if that's part of it. And I wonder also if part of it also was the lack of confidence, lack of faith of knowing what you believe. It definitely was. Because you know what? I was just doing what we're talking about. I was coming to church. Yeah, I was doing for, I did school ministry for a little bit, took a break because of COVID, came back. But like, I was just doing the bare minimum, right? Like I wasn't, I wasn't really digging in. I wasn't understanding um, as well as I do now. And I told you like not too long ago, like I'm in the PX with, with Will and this guy sees the Ignited Fortitude sticker on Will's water bottle, starts talking about it. He brings something up and I was like, um... I think you're wrong. Like, (laughs) let's talk about that. And now he's coming to church, right? Like, but six months ago, I wouldn't have done that without a doubt because I wasn't, I I didn't have the confidence in what the Bible tells me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think now it's a lot different. And, you know, I mean, I, there, let me just share it. Like, so there's a, a, a friend of mine. Um, and he said I could call him out by name, so I'm going to, and I'm going to use his full name, um, <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Nicholas Green, um, that I work with, and he has a relationship with God, right? And but um, it's not your typical relationship, right? So I like to talk to him about it and try to see what he believes, why he believes it, and I sprinkle the things that I know is truth in there. Right. Um, and he left this, this, uh, he hasn't listened to the podcast, but just through our conversations, he left this on the podcast. He said, Steve is one of the most open and non-judgmental person I have met in my travels through life. While I am not religious, the conversations we have and differing viewpoints demonstrates his love of his God and his devotion to humanity. That's there's the fruit, right? Like, Hey, he's, he didn't write that six months ago. Like yeah. we were working together then. And I don't even think he knew I was a Christian f- 
probably the first six months I knew him, you know? And, um, one day I just started talking to him about it and I told him, I was like, dude, like, I love talking to you. Like, and I think na uh, had I talked to him six months ago, the stuff he was saying probably would have changed, would have made me question, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Now I know my, my, the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but then I might've been like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Why am I doing that? Why am I doing this? Or, you know, why do I believe that? Um, and I, I use him, <laughs> there's humanity, right? I use him, I use him for like, I use him as a, as training. Like I go and like talk to him and like, he makes me answer questions. And then I also, and like, I ask him like, when he says something, he's like, he'll say something like, um, uh, when I go to church, the times I've gone to church, you know, they tell me I need to do this and this and this, and that I'm doing it wrong. And, and I was like, well, I haven't said anything like that. Have I? And he's like, yeah, you have. I'm like, tell me what I've said. And then he tells me, and I'm like, ah, okay. So now maybe it doesn't work on him, but maybe talking to somebody else, Hey, I'm, I don't want to come at it from that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so I think it's one of those things where the confidence comes from knowing the truth. I mean, you know, like this just, it's killing me, Bobby. Like everything we talk about just wraps, it all comes together, right? Like sure. think about it. Like what we talked about in part one of time to man up. Was it part one of time? Yeah, I think so. The being in the scripture, prayer, prayer worship. And worship, right? Like if I didn't do those things, then I wouldn't be confident, right? Yeah. And And if I wasn't talking with God and praying to him, like, hey, God, I'm going to talk to Spencer Nicholas Green. We want to get him into the kingdom. Be with me. Give me the give me the wisdom. Give me the the words I need that he needs to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. Like so, if I wasn't doing those things, like, and I wasn't worshiping him, like listening to music on my way there, worship music, like, hey, what, like, how how am I going to be in the right mindset to do anything? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, if I was idling, it would have that conversation probably would have never occurred. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> You know, going back to building faith, you know what I mean? It's like, what do you, okay, so what is faith? Like, if you were to, to describe, like, the meaning of faith or the definition of faith, it's, what is faith? Faith is um, hope and believing in something you can't see. Okay. Out of Hebrews, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and, and bottom line, like, it's having confidence in God. You know, and so how do you build that faith, right? Because it's, you know, um, one of the guys, I can't remember which, and we even brought it up, where it's like, hey, help my unbelief, right? I believe, but help my unbelief, mm -hmm. so help my faith. It's like, give me that confidence. And, and you know, with idling, like, okay, so, you know, when right now you're teaching your son how to drive, mm -hmm. you know? So let's say he was in the vehicle and he turns it on and it's idling and he doesn't drive anywhere. He doesn't go anywhere and he just sits there and then he shuts it off. How much confidence in his driving does he have? None. None. Why? Because right. he, he didn't. He's not doing it. Because he's not doing it. You know what I mean? And it's like, but I was in the truck and it was on. You know what I mean? I even turned it on. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have to go. You have to get those things in. I remember when I was uh, teaching JJ, you know, and he just got his license. So, um, but when we were teaching drive, like there was a couple of times where like we almost, in the same day, like we almost got hit by a car and we almost hit a bike, <laughs> a bicyclist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like right within like five minutes of each other. And I told him like, hey, dude, it's cool. Like it, it just gives you the opportunity to know that you need to pay attention because these are the things that are going to happen. Like, I, like I'm not glad that it happened, but you know what I mean? Like, those are the things that you need to know. And now, you know, like, Hey, I can't be overconfident in these things and I can't, you know what I mean? I need to pay attention and all that other stuff. So even with you talking to those guys or, or even stumbling, dude, you know what I mean? It's, it lets us know like, Oh, okay. Like I need to be paying attention to what's going on. But if we're only idling, if we're just coming to church and we're just leaving, or even if we're serving, like, oh, but yeah, but I'm serving. Okay, but like, what is your faith doing for you? Do people outside of a church setting know that you're a believer? Like, what's the fruit in that? Does your family, what is your family? I mean, it, one of these teachings we'll have to do, or one of these podcasts we'll have to do is, is go through Timothy and Titus. You know what I mean? And he, t he tells like, hey, look, your leadership begins in the home. And there's a, dude, there's a lot of people that I know. And it's like... I'm reading my Bible, but my, my wife's always upset at me because look at all this stuff that I'm doing, but you know, I don't know why our marriage is the way it is. Well, I don't care what you're reading. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Obviously, whatever it is that you're reading isn't penetrating your heart. Cause even if your, your wife is wrong in that whole, in that whole stance, you should be the, affected by what it is that you're reading. So you should be responding in love. You should be able to hold your tongue. You should be able to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Control your thoughts. The Bible tells us, 
you know, every thought captive. Yeah, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know what I mean? Like all those things. So like, yeah, all these other areas that you're having these uh, roadblocks or these, you know, adversities or whatever that, whatever you you want to call it. You know what I mean? All these other things. But what's bumping out? What's coming out of that cup? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it isn't, if it isn't the Holy Spirit, hey, guess what? Like if I'm gonna, if I'm something's gonna pop out, I don't want it to be. You know what I mean? Whatever, you know, right. I want it to be the Holy Spirit that's going to come out of there. You know what I mean? And and showing and, and pushing that. And but guess what? That's only going to be known to me and the rest of the people around me by me going through certain things, dude. Like I know a guy that, um, you know, he lost his he lost. His, well, I know two guys recently that lost their wife, man. And just watching them walk through that, watching them walk through their wives being sick, watching them care for them, watching them love them, watching them, and all that stuff. And it's just like, dude, that is a man of God. You know what I mean? And it's like, I want that. Like, I want to know that I, I'm going to be strong enough to walk through hard times. You know what I mean? I don't want that to happen in my life. You know what I mean? But like, like that faith that's being exampled in those adversities of what they're going through. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to, I'm just going to shut off and I'm and like, nobody's going to see me and and check out and, and not be present and not watch these things. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, that stuff is like, it's going to be an outpouring of what's in, whatever's in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, but you're not going to get it if you're just idle. You're not going to get it if you're not around people. You're not going to get it if you're just, you know, going through the motions. Right. Sitting in your comfort and coasting or idling and just. Yeah. There, right? Like you get like, I, I like sitting here trying to think like what at the end, at the end of this episode, like what is it that, that we are trying to say? Like, what is like, yeah, we can have all these catchy sayings and sure. stuff, but what is it? What, what are we trying to avoid? We're trying to avoid just going through the motions. Okay. Because here's the big thing. Like I look at what's going on in our culture right now. Um, here we are 2021, what is going on in our culture right now? And I hold the church accountable for it. I do. I hold the church accountable for the fact that there's, there's, um, heresies that have crept in to the church, right? From people that are supposed to be holding the line in Timothy, it tells us that the, that the church is supposed to be the pillar of truth. Right. And it's like, just even thinking about the pillar of truth, right? It, the, it's not the truth, but it's the pillar. So it's this thing that's holding up the truth. People are supposed to be able to look at the church and see that. And they don't see that. People are are disgusted with Christianity. Why? Because people have been idle in their faith. And they have bought into whatever else the, the society and they've let down they've they, I mean, we've let down the people around us. We've like, let down families. I think a lot of people look at the church right now as hypocrites. Yeah. You know, like why would I believe that? Like you don't, you don't even know what you believe, right? Like how many different churches, and we've talked about it before. There's a church here in this town that you know is like bought into the whole, bought into the whole thing of uh, basically deconstruction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and um, I think that the hypocrisy is what turns people away. Like, because uh, like look at the world, right? Like they and they're hypocrites too, but they hold on to what they believe. They don't change it, mm-hmm. right? It's well, like, they, I mean, they yeah. do. I mean, there's there's hypocritical things about it, mm-hmm. right? But for the most part, they're, they're like, no, like this is what I believe. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that that is when you look at a lot of Christians, probably because they're not strong, but they're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. They are, they, they lead hypocritical lives, right? Yeah, well, and, you know, I even look at the, the comment that we have on YouTube, you know, and I don't know, um, you know, obviously we don't know who it is. We don't know how much they watched, you know what I mean? How much, or how much they listened to it. You know what I mean? But even you and I both said like, you know, I read that and automatically I'm like, dude, that person's got hurt. Mm-hmm. That person is hurting. That person has been let down by whatever um, religion they're part of, you know, whatever denomination or however they're going at things. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of hurt that's been, you know, approaching them. So like, what are we trying to do with this whole episode? It's like, Hey, you need to always do an inventory of your own life. Right. You can't lead. We say before, like you can't lead anybody if you're not leading yourself. So, you know, take this time and listening to this. And, you know, I check myself all the time. Like, where do I stand? Mm-hmm. You know, Paul says, examine yourself and like take a, an inventory of, hey, how am I being lax? How am I letting down my guard? How am I not, you know, being present when I should be present? You know, so I need to identify those things, you know, and then on top of that, okay, what do I got to do about it? What should I be doing about it? 
you know, how, how do I need to challenge that? Like a, a perfect example is the podcast. You know what I mean? Dude, I, it, it was very easy for me to not move forward and not want to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I was doing all these other things, but guess what? God was also, I, I felt right. I'm not saying like I heard audibly, but I really truly felt that this is what God has, had been pushing me towards. Like, I want this out. You need to be doing this. And there was like so many things constant. And it was a constant battle. And I was like, no, no, no. You know what I mean? And I gave all these other excuses. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be doing this by myself. I don't want to be talking and you know what I mean? And then when you came along, it's like, all right, like, cool. Like, I'm not like, I gave all these other excuses. So when now that God's going to bring somebody, am I going to still like use that as an opportunity to not do anything? You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not like, hey, let's go. You want it? Like, if you're down, let's go and do this. You know what I mean? So I, I think like, I could have sat there and, and, and before we started doing the podcast, I'd be like, look, look at everything that I'm doing. Look at all the things that, I, but guess what? I got to hold myself accountable to me and to what, what I'm doing, what God has told me, right? And Paul talks about that where it's like, hey, if you're sinning against, like, even if you know it's wrong and you do it, you're sinning against yourself, right? So even in my sense, like, if I should feel like I'm, I should be doing more and I'm not doing what I know that God's telling me to do, then I'm coming up short. You know what I mean? Talking like Paul with, with being an athlete, an athlete, you know what I mean? Like, hey, a guy that's getting ready to fight for the USC or, or you know, the Olympics just went, you know what I mean? If those people are at the peak opportunity of their field, like that's why they're going over there. But guess what? They're at the peak, but they need to be even above that, not above everybody else. They need to be competing within themselves in order to get to where they need to be, to, right. to get to be the best, you know? Well, I think something that you said <clears throat> this past weekend was um, complaining, mm -hmm. gossiping, right? Like what? Is, like that? That is not good fruit, right? Like, yeah. it, and we've mentioned it on the podcast. Like, quit complaining. Like, if you if you don't like something, be a part of the solution, not the problem, mm -hmm. right? Like, don't go around gossiping to everybody your complaint, mm -hmm. right? Like well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And, but not doing anything. You, you brought up like the worship music is too, too loud. Well, we need people on the sound ministry. So why don't you get a jump in, help mm -hmm. out? Like mm -hmm. you think it's too loud, help out. And, you know, but, um, I think ultimately, like you said, it comes down to, um, inventorying yourself. Are you just going through the emotions? How do you know if you're going through the, through the motions is the fruit, mm -hmm. right? What are you doing? If you're gossiping, if you're complaining, then that's, you're not doing what you should be doing, right? Like, um, and like, don't get me wrong. Like we all have things that we come across and we're like, I didn't like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between being like, I didn't like that and going around telling everybody you didn't like it and being like, I didn't like that. Let me talk to somebody about why it's like that because we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it like that? Why are we doing it this way? And then, okay, well, have you thought about doing that? Have a solution, right? Like don't – like it doesn't – I get so frustrated. I, and that was my biggest thing in the Army. I would tell all my soldiers, like if you don't like the way I'm doing something, come tell me. But don't come tell me to complain to me. Come tell me with a solution. Hey, I don't like the way – I don't think we should be doing this. And this is why, blah, blah, blah. And this is what I think we should do. Mm -hmm. mm, that makes sense. Let's do that. And mm -hmm. I was that type of leader. I was not the, the iron fist. Yeah. yeah. Like I wasn't the iron fist guy that was like. Typical military. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, let's talk about it because I, I know that I'm not always right. I know that I don't always have the best ways to do things. But if you're not going to talk to me about it, if you're just going to complain about it, then guess what? We're still doing, doing it my way. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's what it comes down to. Don't go through the motions. Uh, the way you know if you're going through the motions is your fruit. Yeah. Like, yeah. How's your interaction at, you know, if you're single, how's your interaction with other people? You know what I mean? Right. Are, are you interacting with other people? You know, there's a lot of people that just, I just don't like being around people or I don't like, hey, you know what? That's also fruit of, of idleness too. You know what I mean? Like we need to be plugged in. There's, you have a great opportunity to, to help out in certain types of ways that a person that's married can't. Paul talks about it. You know what I mean? So inventorying that, like, how are you responding? How are you acting? Facebook, you know what I mean? Your social media, you're, what are you doing on your phone? What are you looking up? 
on the internet? What kind of things? You know what I mean? What kind of music are you listening to? All that other stuff. You know what I mean? I listen, you know, I listen to all kinds of music. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Christian music and worship music and everything else. But sometimes I like, hey, especially being a drummer, like there's things that I listen to because I like a certain type of music, but I cannot listen to the music that I used to listen to a lot because then I get myself back into that mode. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I can just I can just feel it. I was like, dude, I can't be listening to this all the time. You know what I mean? And so, you know, what are the things that you're gravitating towards? And and, and check that. That's a good indicator of of where you're at. How are you at at work? How are you at at home? You know what I mean? Are you short? If your temper's short all the time, that means you don't have any patience. And if you don't have patience, that's part of the fruit of the spirit. If you're angry, if you're um, you know, short tempered, that's going to be works of the flesh. You know, so, you know, I look at those things and, and yeah, you could say, okay, well, you know why I got to stop being angry. Yeah, you do. But that's only, that, what are, it's a symptom, right? right? That's a symptom of where you are at spiritually. Right. And don't just treat the symptom. Yeah. Treat the cause. Yeah. Cause right. you can be like, okay, well, I'm just not going to be angry. I'm going to, I'm going to look up what the Stoics say and try to like handle these situations. It's like, no, like you're missing the point. Like the Holy Spirit should be in you, working in you and and working those things through because that's what it is. And it all boils down to, I mean, it all boils down to worship. What are you worshiping? You know, and depending on what you worship and what you're giving your time to, that's what's going to flow out of that. Right. That's what, one of the things, um, just real quick, because I know we're getting close on time. One of the things I've always talked to my kids about, like, if you're willing, like, because one of the questions was like, is is playing video games like is that a sin, Dad? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, no. I was like, but if you're willing to give up everything else in your life for that, if it becomes more important to you than God, your family, like, yeah, that you've you're now worshiping it. Like that's if you'd rather sit at home and play your Xbox than go to youth group. Yeah, now we're talking about something that you need to really consider, like changing your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Like now it and, becomes an idol, ideal, right. right? Yeah, and that's what I, I, you know, like so, you know, and I've said it before, like the reason why, like I'm not like the Sabbath guy, like the reason why I go to church on Saturday is because I used to play golf on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, nothing was taking that from me, like. Oh, you don't have a Saturday service? Sorry, I don't do anything on Sunday but golf, right? And mm-hmm. I haven't golfed in a while. I've, well, last weekend I did for the tournament, tournament. but like, by the way, we won. Uh, <laughs> I just want to plug that in there. So uh, <laughs> our team won. But um, the me at that time, like now, like I don't even golf that much. Like now, I like, what was it? There was a day – Something came up and it was like, well, we just won't go to church on Saturday. We'll go Sunday. Right. Like not a big deal. Like, because Mm -hmm. now you're free to do that. Yeah. What's important to me is, okay, I'm going to get church in like, and my kids have asked, can we not? Nope. We're going. Yeah. Like, that's it. We're going, you know? Um, But that's what became important to me now is like, my life has changed. Like, if I don't get to golf, that's okay. I mean, I still want to, but if I don't get to. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what, um, for a lot of people, like, what is it? Like, and my wife will tell you that, and she hates it, is like, I don't care about money at all. Like, yeah, it's in the account. Go buy what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll be okay. Like, I'm not irresponsible, right? Sure. Like, it's, sure. hey, bills, 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 then what's left? Like, yeah, you want to go get that? Go get that. If I want this, I'm going to get this. You know, like. Mm-hmm. So I don't like save money. Like, you know, our parents told us like, you got to have this much money saved. Okay. Like, no, (laughs) not me, (laughs) you know, but like, that's what, like for some people, I think that's one of the biggest things that people worship in their life is whether it's getting money, saving money, investing money, you know, like that earning, like, because ultimately like, yeah, maybe somebody really likes work. Mm-hmm. but you work to earn a living, right? Yeah, like there's a purpose behind it. Right, like. Yeah, it's like, well, even with money, right? Like nobody, it's like nobody gets money. Like I've never gotten a patient like, oh, look at this money. No, it's what comes that you can there do are with people, the money. There are people that like, well, like, hey, let me get it. I want to build up as much of it as possible. I don't even want to spend it. I no, just want to have as true. much as possible. That's true. Right, yeah. like, and it's a bragging point for me. Well, I got $40,000 in my yeah. savings again. Whatever, like, cool. Like, enjoy it, <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, it, but I think that um, people just need to 
like you said, inventory their own lives, look at themselves and see what it, what is it that's important to you? Because if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you have a relationship. And if you don't, I hope you get a relationship with, with God, with Jesus. And, but don't like what's important, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to do that, like, and if you have that relationship or you're trying to get that, whatever the case may be, like make that relationship important, mm-hmm. right? Make that what's important. Not money, not like uh, one of I I hate when people complain about like huh, when churches just want money they want me to type. People don't like uh, people spend a lot of time preparing this place. The building is there like for a reason. Like it, it takes money to have all of this. Like what? How do you expect them to pay the bills? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, like the electricity. Like yeah. if you don't. Yeah, like you won't have to worry about how loud the music is because we won't be able to turn on the speakers, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. So like. But like, really, like that's what you're complaining. You just dropped sixty bucks on alcohol last night. Like you're complaining well, about, and you know that you know how how can you tell like something's an idol in your life? The moment you start trying to defend it, mm-hmm. or the moment that somebody talks against it and you get defensive about it, yeah. you know. So and that's the thing. Like when people start bringing up money in, in church, like a pastor brings up money in church, you know, people are like, oh, see, that's why I don't go to church because they always talk about money and they always want to say, mm, maybe we just found your idol. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if it, if it comes up to alcohol or whatever, you're like, that's how you can identify the things that you're truly worshiping. You know yeah. what I mean? That have a place where God, and that's all God wants. He's like, I just don't want you to have, I don't want there to be something else in your life above me. Because when something else is a bigger priority, even you, even when you're more of a priority in your life than I am, your life is unbalanced. Mm-hmm. You know, it, then it becomes, a, it, it's it's not flowing the way that it should be, you know? So that's a good place to leave it. Yeah, I think so. So get in balance. Get in or balance. Get in drive. Yeah, put it in drive. Come on, in drive. let's get drive this thing. Idol. We need it, man. We right. need it. This 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 world this world is is getting darker and darker. And guess what? As the darker it gets, that gives us the opportunity to shine brighter and brighter. And so, uh, be the light. For sure. Be the light at work. Right. Yeah. Let people know that that who you are without having to say anything. You know. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Without having to whisper like, hey, yeah. are you a Christian too? There might become a time in our lifetime where we have to be quiet like that. Like, don't let those people over there know. It's funny, man. <laughs> the people that uh, that I um, that I work alongside with that have, you know, the bread route and they do the other side of it. Like, they know that I work at the church, but I don't think they know that I'm a pastor. They probably think I clean the church, dude. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? No, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I remember one time we were, you know, we we're breaking stuff at the warehouse. And I mean, it, I mean, it's like two o'clock in the morning, you know, we're breaking stuff down. And, and one of the guys was like, oh, I got this joke. He's like, oh, wait, I can't say anything because Bobby won't. I'm like, yeah, I said, you're right. <laughs> no, like, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? And, and it's just funny because like, I've never like, push anything down their throat. I haven't said anything. I haven't done, you know what I mean? But they know, like you can tell when somebody's living it out. And for me, that was like, it was a, you know, like a huge, like, oh, that's good. You know what I mean? It's good that that's the way it comes off, you know? But some people would be like, well, we're going to get into a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to leave it at that. But hey guys, like for real, you know, check us out everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, we got the ignited fortitude at gmail.com. Send us emails if you have anything. And um, YouTube, yeah. It's there. We break that fourth wall every now and then. Um, and, and share this. It, yeah. If you guys find any value in this, share. If you're even still listening, people right. probably might yeah, just turn it like, you know. man, I think they're getting ready to pray. Let's let's turn it off. <laughs> that Steve guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I hate listening to him. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys are listening to this and, and you're still here, hey, share this. Do us a favor. Just try to get the, the spread the word out, spread the message out. Uh, I know there's some things that we want to do. Um, you know, maybe do some small group type of stuff or, or get go through some some things to just like some faith builders maybe yeah, you know the community yeah we want to do a community uh we don't have a facebook group because i just i don't want to be in an environment that's already kind of like prone to getting um critical and all, everything else you know what right. i mean so we do want to set up a community later on uh that's outside of facebook that is, you know, obviously we're on Facebook, but we don't want to have like a small group community on Facebook because I think it's very easy to just be in that mode and bash people and all this other stuff. So um, guys, if you want to participate, you guys want to do anything, guys, we ask that you share it, um, you know, hit us up on on a, on an email if there's a topic that you guys want us to cover or, or uh, you know, even like this person that was like, hey, this is what I think about hyper-masculinity and all this other stuff. Like, hey, like we 
encourage that. Like, let's have a discussion about it because it's it's good to know. So, what do you guys think about us going live on TikTok? Because like that's one way we can find out like what people are struggling with, right? Yeah, like, sure. Hey, just post your little comment in TikTok while we're sitting there. I don't know. But we'll maybe, just have to maybe, do it. Yeah, we'll maybe we'll be setting up for the podcast and we'll let it. We'll let them watch us set up. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll talk. We'll, 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 yeah. How many people are on a Saturday? But you know. Well, know. we'll see. We'll find out. We'll <laughs> yeah. find out coming to you soon. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. But um, all right. That's all right. Well, pray us out, man. Thank you guys for listening. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to come together and just be obedient to you, God. Like we said in the in the podcast, we prayed before we started. It's not about um, us reaching people. It's about you, us being obedient to you and what you do with it, God. And during this time right now, um, for anybody who was listening, that's really kind of struggling, like, do, do I believe? Like, what are, what are my fruits? Like, just give them the strength, God, to, to really take an inventory of, of their lives and what they put value in. Um, and we pray that through that, they're able to recognize and maybe weed out some of the things or all of the things that they're putting before you, God, and just give them that strength, that wisdom to understand that and and the desire to want to have you in the center of their lives and that balance in their lives, God. And we know that the only way we can do that and have that salvation and that grace that you give to us is through Jesus Christ, our our Savior. And we pray all these things in his mighty name, God. Amen. Amen.